Today on the Geek Up podcast, an e-bike is being put out by Jeep? Steven Spielberg is out of Indiana Jones 5. You know who the bad guy is in a film if they don't use iPhones? Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, be a sad. The creator of the Konami Code has died. Nerdy is the new sexy. It's good to be a geek. The Zones Geek Out, the podcast. It's the Geek Out Podcast, episode 73, March 3rd, 2020. We record this, so you'll probably hear it on March 4th. Um, the art is not here, and when, how did we find out that he is just sick and didn't tell any of us? About two minutes ago. Great! So, art is not here, but I'm Webmeister Bud. I host Buds with Arts the Geek Out. communicates! Wednesday's... <laughs> Didn't you go to school? Aren't you going to school to become a professional no. communicator? You should lose some participation ribbon marks for this, dude. Yes, you should. I'm telling your school. I'm taking away 60% of your grade. <laughs> Sorry, let me try it again. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. I'm Webmeister Bud. I host oh. Buzz Weekly Geek Out oh. Wednesdays at 7.20. No. <laughs> I think, didn't he do 5, 4, 3, 2, and Oh, one? yes, he did. He did so the it's and really one. 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Art, what they're saying is, I hope you feel better. I yeah, heard you're sick and very it. sorry about that. And please don't send us 12 minutes of audio to rebut <laughs> all of that just happened. If you're going to, do it while you're shitting and puking in the bathroom. Okay, Great acoustics. Right, Great fine. acoustics in Brian. there. Brian. I'm DJ Boy Tano. Uh, I do the mixtape in the afternoon zone. I'm Bulbacino and I host that afternoon zone. And I'm so sad I missed last week. But it was a great pod and I have many rebuts. Oh, I was going to. Oh, so many I love great big rebuts and I cannot lie. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm Kirsten James. Tell us more about yourself, Kirsten I James. I am on the weekend zone Yay. and butts. Okay. With two T's, just to be clear. Thank you. This week on Bud's Weekly Geek Out, I talked about the fact that Jeep is coming out with an e-bike. Um, it's actually made by Quiet Cat, which is a, a, a an electric mountain biking company in Colorado, but it's branded with Jeep. So um, let me guess, it'll be a third more expensive than it reasonably should be. 7,800 Canadian dollars. Okay, so even more than that. Then. Yeah. How much um, is a normal e-bike? Huh? How much is a normal e-bike, though? Between 1,500 and 3,000. Okay. And so this is seven grand? Eight, 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 eight grand. 7,800. Listen, I love a Jeep and all that, but they are expensive as fuck. I don't understand why they are a luxury brand for, like, I like to look like I like to go outdoors. You know oh, why I think so? Why? Jurassic Park. You think it, I think a, a bunch of kids yeah. watched Jurassic Park, sure, and sure. they saw those vehicles, and they're like, those are cool. I want to own one. And yeah. now we are adult babies, and we want Jeep Jurassic Park vehicles. I will be dino cool if I drive a Jeep. Oh, it might be God, cool. how cool is that car? But pull up a line oh. graph of Jeep prices around the year 1993. I bet you anything. Do you think it went up from there? Yeah. He's actually doing it. I didn't mean you need to pull up a okay, line Okay, I don't know what you think you're <laughs> serious or not. Fine. I mean, if you can, but like, I've gone kicking tires because, like, yeah, of course, Jeeps are a cool vehicle for sure. And you go and have a look, and then you look at like their MSRP compared to any other brand of vehicles. It's like, why the fuck am I paying this much money for what feels like it was supposed to be a stripped down utility vehicle? I thought they'd be cheaper than most other vehicles. I don't know. Maybe I'm unique in having this reaction to Jeep prices. Have anyone else ever looked at a Jeep and thought this way? No. I'm oh, not just, just never looked at a Jeep. I looked honest, at a Jeep and I, I think of Jurassic Park and the Barbie Jeep. 
Right. Yeah, that too. The All bar- good Jeeps. Fair enough. Sure. Good. So you didn't find the line graph? Or? Nope. Nope, okay. did not. Sorry. Maybe you're, right. you're right about Jurassic Park. If you saw the Groundhog Day commercial with Bill Murray in it during the Super Bowl, there's actually a second or two where he gets onto and starts to ride this Jeep oh. bike. Oh. It went by very quickly, him and his... Uh, his stuffed ground. So what makes this bike better than any other e-bike that I want to pay $7,000 for it? Uh, let's see. It's a 10-speed with a 750-watt motor, 4.8-inch uh, fat tires. This is another thing. This is like an e-mountain bike, and oh, most yeah. e-bikes are road bikes. <laughs> um, and yeah, maximum throttle assisted speed of just over 30K. So mm-hmm. not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Um, and on the Geek Out, I, it, it led into a local tie-in, because interestingly, Dylan Willows is in... My boat, the same boat that I am in, where he is very keen on the idea of an e-scooter for transport to work. Okay. And that is that is definitely one thing I want to do. I want to, I'm very close to the goose, and I want to just get on the goose on an electronic scooter and buzz my way to work. Or Sorry, wait. Yeah. When you say scooter, are we talking a Razor scooter? Kick scooter. Yeah, yeah. Razor scooter. Yeah. Thank you very much. Good Well, like good one of the stand-up ones? Yeah, stand up. Yeah, yeah basically, like a, it's a it's a skateboard with a with a post right. and a handle. Like yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. what I would like to drive. Or I'll come here in my car and I'll zip out for a little errand on the scooter. Or I'll get dropped off to work and then I'll zip home, kind of thing. I mm. I just love everything about it because like you can fold it up and then take it inside with you. You don't have to worry about finding a space outside or getting it stolen or whatever. You can take it on the bus. You can pull it out of your trunk and go for a little errand. You can. It's I yeah I, I love the option, but they are technically illegal. Um, those oh. and the motorized skateboards and those dumb things that don't hover that are called hoverboards yeah. only on private property are you allowed to run these things are not street legal on roads and sidewalks in bc in bc uh. yeah so last june clean bc this initiative of the government of bc said they'd be looking over the next year to review the motor vehicle act to address the definition of road users to include electric scooters and skateboards so i actually like made calls yesterday to media contacts in the government. I spoke to the media rep from the Ministry Who of Transportation. Needs Art Aronson? <laughs> yeah, really? really? Newshound Bud. Hmm. So apparently the the province has opened up proposals right now for pilot projects involving emerging transportation technologies like e-scooters. So they closed this Friday. So that's two days for all 13 of you municipalities to get your proposals in. And then hopefully, yeah, they'll review it and make a, a ruling on that, I would hope, this year, because I want to buzz, 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 zero emissions, plug yeah. in scooter to work, please and thank you. It just makes perfect sense, too. With all the money and infrastructure we've plowed into the bike lanes, you got to think that those types of things will be allowed on the bike lanes, too, right? Yeah, that's the whole thing. Is It's a very gray area. Mm-hmm. There are those, they look like a moat, like a... Like a like a Vespa scooter, but if they have pedals, they are technically allowed on the bike lanes. But boy, do these cause a lot of online rage from really? from traditional pedal biker people. Um, it's just it's a very wild west thing, you know, because there's there's the proper e bikes, there's the people on those big scooters, there are the kick scooters, and there are a lot of e scooters out there. Yeah, um, because people haven't been fined yet or don't care, um, so they are out there, and I have like wound my window down and said, hey, ever got any static for riding this thing? Like, any tickets or anything? And they're like, nope. You know, but I am... I don't like them in bike lanes. I'm anti those things being in bike lanes. Too fast? They're too fast. And if I'm riding my bike or walking, like on the goose, you're allowed to walk on that. It's not necessarily a bike lane. They're going way too fast. Um, and it's just, it's very, uh, it causes a lot of anxiety yeah. for a biker that is going at a normal 
speed. To well, me, you don't, don't expect it. Don't just like go around it's, and go well, to the, the left well, and pass? It's too fast, though. Have you ever been on the goose, like, during, like, I'm doing air quotes, rush hour? No. It is so busy, and it is so crowded, and to have one of those zipping past you... But number one, you can't hear them because they're electric. Yeah. You can't hear them coming and they That's zip a valid past point, you and they're yeah. like, they're just, it's very, but bikes, I don't like them. But it, can they be on the road? Yes. Not in the car lane, but I think they should be allowed on the road okay. in the bike lane. Well, then let's but address these issues the one at a time here. They should be honking their horn constantly or we should hook them up with that Tesla thing that makes the Jetson car noise constantly. Right. Yeah, we should hear that coming up behind us. That would help a lot, I think. But, but uh, bikes go by, like especially like the day-to-day commuters, they will go by really fast, That's too. That's what I mean. Yeah. You can get humming pretty fast on a bicycle just on Absolutely. your own power. But they are, most people should, and again, this just comes down to, to personal courtesy. Most people are pretty good about dinging a bell or saying on your left. Yeah. And I always just raise my hand in thanks. Um, and then they're gone. They're just like, boom, you know. Um, but yeah, like regular bicycle commuters, they rip, too. Yeah. Too fast. Slow it down. <laughs> Speed traps for Kirsten. <laughs> I'm. I think it should be allowed on the goose or whatever bike lanes because yeah, it's like when you're driving on a highway too. Anyone who's driving any faster than you is a crazy maniac, and, and everyone right. no, driving everyone slower is to, an idiot. Yes, exactly. There's too many idiots on the roads. Speed up in your car. Stay in the right lane and let me go fast. That's why I was. Just let me go. I want to go fast. Yeah. I want to talk about this trailer that I just came across this morning. Oh, it's because it was posted this morning. Um, It's a Sony movie called uh, Connected, and it made me a little... A little weepy, a little sad, because it's about this sort of, you know, coming-of-age story. It's this uh, little girl and the dad, you know, little girl's best friend and everything, but then she's going off to college, and I'm like, I want to see this movie with my kid, because it's a CG movie and it looks pretty great, but... It's going to remind my kid that in X amount of years, I'm going to turn into an idiot that doesn't know anything about the world when she suddenly knows everything about the world. But anyways, it's uh, by uh, Lord and Miller, produce it, and it looks pretty darn good. I'm, I'm showing a still of the trailer right now at a minute eight where you've got the scene and it's like the phone and she's hitting her little alarm but there are these little drawn cartoon lines it's very into the spider-verse yeah so it's the same people too that did into the animators that did into the spider-verse so it's got this really cool animation style it's very like it's uh computer animated but it's got a very warm feel to it kind of like how into the spider-verse everything looked um like they they gave it those halftone um oh yeah the dots to make it look like it was a comic they haven't done that here but they've given it like a really cool warm style and like doodle drawings overlaid on the CG basically convey emotion in this uh, in this show which is really cool. I wanted to stop here at a minute and 39 seconds. Look at the detail in this shot. Her nail polish is Sharpies. She's got dirt on her fingers. She's got drawings and jeans and frayed threads on on her you know sleeve and everything. The home button on her phone is askew. She's got little bits of duct tape over her camera like I love all the detail in this shot and I, I grew up with Tron and this is this is better. This is much cooler. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this this whole, you know, family road trip thing takes an immense twist in the last bit of the trailer when suddenly robots take over and uh, oh. then the family. <laughs> yeah, so 
Um, there's a funny moment where the robots are trying to identify what kind of dog did you say this was, uh, Kirsten? It's a pug. A pug, yes. So they're they're trying to identify it. Is it a dog? Is it a pig? Is it a dog? Is it a pig? <laughs> Is it a loaf of bread? <laughs> and if you look very closely, the, the photos that the robots are using as reference, underneath it says copyright, image property of Bread Products Association. There's all sorts of just weird, funny little details about That's this. Mm-hmm. Paul Pastino, yeah. what movie company put out Ghostbusters? Uh, Columbia? Uh, which is a yeah, Sony. Sony? small yeah. company of Sony. Check out the antenna ball as the um, as the car is uh, flying through the air. What's it? It's, it's a, a slimer. slimer. Oh my god, cute! Yeah, there's lots of tiny little things that I noticed in this itty bitty two and a half minute trailer. This movie looks pretty fun. It's going to come out on September 18th, and uh, yeah, Lord and Miller have a hand in it, and the people behind uh, Gravity Falls uh, also have a have yeah, a hand well. in this. Well, God bless Sony for hiring two people who know what they're doing in their entire history. <laughs> Sorry, four people. Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray, I suppose. And, and then and Lord, Lord and Miller. Miller. Lord Miller. It's a little bit of a dry straw spell there, but I'm happy to have them back on board. Back on track. Big news this week. We were all at TTI Day. And I got the notification on my watch, and I sort of held it up to Brian, and Brian was like, <gasps> the sort of wide-eyed thing. Bob Iger stepped down from being the CEO at Disney. And some guy named Bob Chapek will be the CEO. Yeah, apparently he was like the leader or the whatever of the Imagineers. So like he's been doing like all the ride development. Um, Brilliant. And so he's stepping up. And so Bob Iger isn't necessarily stepping down. He's just moving, I think, laterally to another position. And I forget why it said in the article why he felt this was the time to do that? Why, well, uh, like, a quote was like, I just didn't want to lead it anymore. But he's yeah. done a bunch of, he was in charge of so many of the acquisitions, and now they're done. So, yeah. and maybe that's probably what it was. a good time. Yeah. Oh, hang on. Interesting. Hello, everyone. Mm-hmm. The lunch ladies at reception. Cheryl's at reception with lunch. Did you hear that? Mary's glitching like. Anyway, I'm sad. She's I like, glitching but, all right. I, hey. I'm happy with what Biger did for Disney while well, yeah. he was in this position. Like, like the acquisitions he made. Were awesome. I I I I really think he did lead Disney into like a really cool mm. new time. So Definitely. I'm sad to see him step down from this particular role, uh, and curious to see kind of what's going to happen now. But oh. so Bob Chapek, you said is he was like the head of Imagineering? Yeah, mm-hmm. he was like the head of it. He he was doing more of the amusement parks and the rides and stuff like that oh. in Imagine. But I think that's good because yeah. that's like. And again, if you, uh, you know, to toot the horn of that documentary, the Imagineering story. <laughs> Kirsten cries for half an hour. Kirsten cries <laughs> for 40 minutes. Um, they, they show that progression of like when sort of people take over and then, you know, and their arc of, of what they've contributed to the company. And then there was that one guy in between uh, Michael Eisner and Bob Iger that was kind of the dark ages for them. Oh, really? In that he was just more Michael about, Eisner wasn't the dark ages? Not so much. He did but, okay. Yeah, he did okay. Yeah. Um, but there's this one guy that was just really all about merchandising. Mm-hmm. And that was that was it. And he just kind of sold off the you know licensing rights to to a lot of different companies. And, that, and nothing much was done with Disney at that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, it's, it's cool to actually see those kind of progressions of the you know the the top dogs there at Disney and uh and what they brought to the company. Well, it's crazy like Bob Iger though like all the Marvel stuff and now we're getting Marvel and like the Star Wars um Disney Plus like yeah. there's no, so I, much. I think Bob Iger did fantastic. Um, so 
So, yeah. so what is his lateral move then? Do we know? Like, well, I hope he still has a hand in things. I think, yeah. I'll find it. These days, I mean, maybe you could have said this all throughout the history of Disney, but like it's such a colossal behemoth and is rolling down a path which we all have agreed is relatively and usually a positive way to do things. Mm -hmm. And I don't doubt that like Bob Iger, you know, kind of faced the behemoth down that path. So this new guy, I don't know if like, can he really do too much to yank the reins one way or the other to go off in a bad direction? I doubt it. Probably not immediately anyways. It would take some time. Yeah. Bob yeah. Iger's going to stay on as executive chairman of the company and chairman of the board of directors. Oh, well, there so you go. So he'll still have a hand in the decisions. Yeah, oh, yeah. and I'm not, like, I'm not worried this new guy's going to do the reins in the wrong direction. It's more that, like... I hope he continues progressing it yeah. as Bob Iger has, like that we continue getting. And I don't know what that is. But I would have to think a guy in his position, like Imagineering, kind of not maybe not the heart, but a heart of Disney, yeah. you know, and the the progress and the, the continuing the making of the dreams yep. come true and everything. This is the position. And I think that was part of the point that I kind of got lost in that. But, but uh, just with that documentary, it, it kind of showed that people that – um, had a little bit more of a stake in Imagineering, okay. you know, sort of like that creative side of Disney. That felt more this because this guy is very deep into like the Imagineering, and he was sort of head of Imagineering, and now he's taking over as a CEO. It sort of feels like the reins are being passed um, within the family. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Cool. yeah no. this does seem like one of the best people it could be passed to. And if you think about Imagineering too, like uh, the the attention to detail and the familiarity with these properties, like who has a more intimate knowledge of any of this stuff than when you're trying to recreate what's on a screen in a way that works in real life when you're visiting a park. Precisely. Yeah. And so, I don't know, that that is a positive thing as well, I think, he's, if he's going to look at it with that type of um, those eyes and, and that attention to detail. And you don't need to change any of the signs. Right, right. They all still say Bob. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Steven Spielberg is out of directing Indiana Jones 5. What? <laughs> okay, number one, I didn't even know that Steven Spielberg was directing Me Indiana neither. Jones 5. Not until I but read this. But now that I know that he was, now I'm disappointed. <laughs> I'm very, like, that would have been so okay, cool. Did he direct, uh, this might be a stupid question, though, did he direct the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? or No. I'm fairly sure and, and we will it. sit here well sorry. Uh, Google it. yeah uh, but get, while you're googling i'll say i think that it is, is yes it is directed by steven spielberg was it though mm. <laughs> i i think he's the was, only director listed yeah weird yeah especially for an action adventure movie i kind of think it's a young man's game by which i also mean women but do you know what i mean well, he'll be passing on yes, the role the, to the a young man of uh, Harrison Ford. Right, <laughs> it's his game. Yeah. Oh, also speaking of this, did you hear Harrison Ford's interview about Indiana Jones? Oh wait, this is true too. Yeah, go on. This is insane. So somebody asked him, like, "Oh, uh, is this going to be your last film as Indiana Jones? Are you going to like hand the torch to like maybe a young Indiana Jones? Uh, who would you like to see play Indiana Jones after you?" And Harrison Ford was just like, no, when I'm done with, I can't do Harrison Ford. I always try to <laughs> Although do it's fun to watch you try. And then in my head, it's so good. And then I try to do it and it's not good. And he's just like, pretty good. he's just like, no one's going to play it after me. That's it. 
this is my role. Nobody's Indiana Jones. It's only for me. Like, yeah. he was like, he was like fuck, <laughs> fuck everyone. Absolutely not. Hey, if anybody can say it, Harrison Ford. Sounds but like it, someone wasn't a big fan of Solo. But yeah, <laughs> that guy did a really good job. But like, but also fuck Harrison Ford because okay. he um, phoned it in for Star Wars for the new episodes. Like, I think he phoned it in. Like, he was basically like, oh, I'll be, I'll be there if you kill me. Yeah, I don't know about that. And, you know, here's the other thing. Maybe I'll take it back. Because in Indiana Jones, uh, like action movie, whatever, and maybe that is a young person's thing to direct. And I want you, like, you know, when you look at J.J. Abrams behind the scenes of, mm-hmm. you know, Star Wars or the Star Trek movies or whatever, he's, like, running and there's he's shaking the camera and he's there and he's, like, attention to details with flares and all that shit, right? Yeah. Whereas, like, compared to, let's say, George Lucas when he was an old man directing the prequels. I see what you're saying, Just yeah. sitting in his chair and being like, <laughs> looks good to me. But, but like, uh, so... So, but however, I've also heard the Indiana or that uh, Harrison Ford, when talking about Indiana Jones, is like, sorry, this is not going to be some fan servicey bullshittery. I, am, this is good about Indiana Jones when he's an old man. Yeah, and so old men don't run through the jungle so Roll much. Them. And, you know, so they do old man things, and maybe mm-hmm. it would have been good if Steven Spielberg was still behind the camera. He doesn't need to be running constantly. No, maybe can, Indiana Jones it shows him. You know, that was maybe the thing, the weird thing about Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is there was a lot of running and adventuring. Yeah, and it's just like, are those CGI knees or like how is this old <laughs> man doing that? Right. And so, so it maybe it would be better if he was just more like. Oh, it would be cool. Like his professor. Slower. Like if he yes, because that is what Indiana Jones exactly. is. Exactly. So that would be kind of cool to see like the archaeology side of it more than the the nazis are trying to kill us side of it yeah you'd be exactly. like sean connery's character in uh, the last crusade yes absolutely oh it'd be so good and like that one of the be best so things mm-hmm. about the indiana jones movies too like all the way back to raiders of the lost ark is that like even then indy feels kind of old mm-hmm. or like or realistically sore from fucking running and falling and mm-hmm. getting punched. He's always in rough shape, okay? Like, we're used to action adventure heroes now, whether it's like superheroes or just like uh, Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. Everyone's fucking enhanced. Everyone's yeah, got right. microbiologies and mi- <laughs> what are those micro robots in their blood and Nano. fucking every- midi-chlorines. Everyone's got a <laughs> serum that's injected geez. into the back of their neck to make them a fucking superhuman and then nothing can do go wrong. Mm-hmm. I love when Indiana Jones can't take his jacket off yeah. without help. That's relatable, and that's what I love about him as an action hero, and he still manages to get the job done, even though he's fucking exhausted all the time. He can't bang the lady on the boat because he falls asleep. That's relatable. I love that about Indy. So Steven Spielberg will stay on as a hands-on producer, and it's rumored that the Ford versus Ferrari director, James Mangold, may Did replace him. Did you just him. Don't interrupt, bud! cut his rant off. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was pretty much done. Oh, thank it God. Looked like okay. Paul, it looked like you were holding in a sneeze just then. Like, you won't let me finish my yell. <laughs> no, but like, that's, uh, look, if you want to do a grumpy old man, Indiana Jones, who doesn't hide in a fridge and get blasted through, you know, the air and all that stupid shit that didn't work in Kingdom Skull, then... (laughs) Kingdom Skull. Then fucking do it. And let's have a really interesting thing. And I don't want to go back to, like, Shia LaBeouf's here and he's a young, cool hotshot, whatever. Shia is not coming back to this. No, he's awful. But But that was just bad (laughs) casting. Like, a younger person helping out or whatever is not necessarily a bad thing, but... What about an adult version of Short Round? (laughs) 
Oh. One. Re- okay. Well, maybe we could do a little retconning there and uh-huh. give him his due rather than having him there just as like a weird racist. Exactly. Wood no. Type. What if yes. he'd be like, he's the action Sidekick. hero. Legit. Yeah. And then, and then um, Harrison Doom. Ford is like the Sean <laughs> Connery. Dude, so, I love that so idea, actually. Yeah. That yeah. And then you get yourself uh, an Asian lead character, which everyone's always like, ooh, ooh, where are they? Be, which is John very trendy Chow. right now. Yeah. Huh? John Cho. John yeah. Oh, yeah. sure. He would be good. John Cho. Do you think that Asian actors would jump at the chance to play short rounds? If it's if it's an updated version of the character that is sort of the main it's short round that has yeah yeah okay I would put on a baseball cap and <laughs> run out there I don't care what kind of Asian I am look at this is what's up these days right isn't that just what Creed is it's just like Rocky passing the torch and then yeah. Creed is the new interesting young character exactly Do exactly it. make short round the yeah. uh, the new indie. Short round. But short don't, maybe don't call him short round. <laughs> short round in the temple of no. Did he have a name? Did he have a real name? I do always just remember him as short, short round. round. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure he did. I, it was funny. I remember seeing back when like the it, walk- wait in the movie. I this did not happen, but I bet it was probably like he said like his Asian name, and Indiana Jones was like, "I'm not calling you that." Uh, name's short round. Your name's short round. <laughs> Thanks, white people. Um, <laughs> back when like The Walking Dead first started getting big, and then the character of Glenn oh. showed up, and he was always wearing the baseball cap. Oh, forward. right. There's a meme that went viral going, "Remember a short round from Indiana Jones? <laughs> this is him." Now, feel old yet? And it's just because it's another Asian guy with a baseball cap on. Oh, boy. Oh, man. I loved this little bit of trivia. Is Apple, super stupidly protective of their branding, will not let villains... Use iPhones in movies. How, this can't be. This is Ryan Johnson pulling our legs, right? Uh, kind of checks out. Makes sense to me. Here's... The thing that I find more interesting about uh, this story and this like topic is that um, iPhones already and like your phone and your mobile device in movies is used by directors to and especially like this is when I really noticed it, but it's it's in a lot of movies that are set in the modern day, but especially in Knives Out, it's meant to convey often your like social standing. Yes. Oh sure. Right. So like. If you're rich, you've got the newest iPhone. Yeah. If you're poor, you've got an off-brand off-brand phone that is chipped and cracked. Right. Right. So <laughs> or an Android. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I just I find that's already a kind of an interesting thing that's just happening as a way as like a a, a shortcut way for directors to write that in the differences between classes. And that, that's that I find is kind of gross and icky to begin with. Mm-hmm. But now for. A, Apple to say, like, now villains can't use their phones. That, I don't know. It just seems so weird to me. So, yeah, just the background, Ryan Johnson was doing an interview, and his, like, little tidbit that he put in was that during the filming of Knives Out, and he was like, oh, directors are going to hate me for spoiling this because it suddenly spoils who the villains are in movies. But you'll notice bad guys never are not having iPhones, and he specifically references his movie Knives Out. Um, it is really crazy. Who he does was... not have an iPhone in the movie, and that is why. Yeah, but, it... It just can't be right, though. Like, but did, just, did anyone from Apple come out and say that's not true? That, and I guess no. not. But maybe yeah. Apple's like, ooh, mysterious. Sure, we'll let you yeah. think They're talking that. about iPhones. Go ahead. It would yeah. be a very Apple it. thing to do to just let it be regardless of its truthiness. But, like, what if you're just, like, a director of a movie? It just it seems nuts to me that that is the level of detail that 
directors and producers and whatever go into that that they have to clear with Apple that it's okay. Well, that's not a level of detail. Product placement is huge in movies. But yeah. maybe someone just Big has business. an iPhone. They're like, oh, here's a phone. For yeah, you but to then have. like even if they have a laptop, yeah, there's, a, there's movies where people have laptops that are obviously Macs that they cover up the Apple yeah. logo. Yeah, they have to right? white label they, it if they, they don't have the permission. But I guess that's what I mean is that, yes, your laptop you see, it's obviously an Apple and it has a thing over it. So could somebody not just have an iPhone in a movie? that has well, a case on it but this is what i'm saying right like directors are making these choices very on purpose yeah. to mm-hmm. convey subtly or not mm-hmm. you know it's like something about the character so again usually it's a class thing or a, like a wealth thing but it can also be i think it is a very subtle thing that like when you see someone on a on a movie and they're using a device and it's unrecognizable. It kind of a little bit bumps you in a way. So that's why I think directors generally go for the most popular phone. So regardless of bad guy, good guy, yeah. it's just like you want to see your protagonist using either an iPhone or whatever the most popular Samsung device is. It's just so because crazy. if it's not those things, it's like you're, it bumps you for a second. This is supposed to be taking modern place, modern day. What the fuck are they using? That's not an iPhone. That's not a, you know what I mean? I'm sure it's like you're right. What year is this supposed to be taking place in? I'm sure you're right though, Kirsten. Yeah, people absolutely can be using an iPhone and they just cover up the logo but I don't think it's about that I think it's about showing the logo yeah. subtle or not um, A for money yeah. and B at the class yeah, it's, like it's basically like they wouldn't show the interface of the phone and them using iMessenger or actual FaceTime but yeah. they do what, they what, do. Oh, yes, they do. Yeah. And I think it's an important thing that directors think about mm-hmm. because again it's like is there a thing you stare at more day to day than your phone and its operating system and what iMessenger looks like versus even WhatsApp or like if I borrowed your phone right now, Brian, and mm-hmm. try to send a message like a text message, yeah. it would be so foreign to me. And again, like that's because that's so now baked into my brain. Brian has if I'm Android. watching that, oh, yeah, sorry, Brian has a what is it? A non-phone? I'm a, I'm a villain. <laughs> so a bad boy phone. That's Samsung, right? Samsung, yeah. It's like, but so if I see that on the screen as well, and again, it's something that I use every. Every single day constantly i'm just like i'm slightly bumped by it mm. don't you find do you find that when you see like i message or whatever on screens in a movie does it take you a split second as a samsung user to be like to reconcile that i honestly never really think about it mm, okay you know, so like i'll see them having like a you know a message or whatever but like i just i'm almost really. on the other end of the spectrum though that like i like it when it's like non-branded or maybe a samsung thing because if I see a movie from five years ago and they're using old iMessenger, I'm like, wow, this right. movie's old. What is yeah. this? And that's something that, that comes up, too, is like how dated these interfaces are. Because yeah. I love interfaces, so I always watch out for this stuff. And it's, yeah, like this stuff can date itself pretty darn quickly. Yeah. Anybody remember like in the 2000s when nobody, you know, either thought to get permission from Google or they didn't want to bother? So, you, you know, people would be on crime shows, searching up something on like spiderfinder.org or whatever and all these fake Google things. I'm glad that we are to the point where we're a little more open about it and we're actually using these brand names because to come up with a genericized, weirdo, not real quite thing, that's what pulls me out of it. I'm trying to remember, and I can't now, but there was some movie and it was like a crime movie 
Um, but they had, I guess, maybe an agreement with Microsoft. I feel like maybe it was James Bond, one of the most recent oh, James yeah. Bond. And he is exclusively using Bing. And oh. that took me out of it. I think, I think it, it was something like James Bond or some like big movie Funny. like that. And they're on Bing. And I was Bing. like, what is this? No one uses Bing. <laughs> Bing. The best way to Google something. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, there's no way that this spy crime, whoever guy of this movie would fucking use Bing. NBC crime procedurals are the worst at that type of thing yeah where it's like google or they're like they're so their name for social media is always like well according to his face gram he was at right, this party exactly. right yeah. like, exactly. always that is like uh, oh his twit facebook or like his <laughs> you're, book. you're so correct it is nbc procedural crime dramas yeah. that's exactly <laughs> where you see most of these things sad news the creator of the konami code has died at only age 61 which is very um early of a death mm-hmm. uh kazuhisa hajimoto has uh, has died and I, I don't think we found out why or how but you guys talk about I it i guess now. he didn't have the cheat code for death oh yeah he didn't get 100 lives no okay. 30 it's only 30 Was it thir- yeah 30 lives. well in, in contra yeah yeah are you looking it up? While Trying while to. you're looking it up, if you get an old Nintendo and play Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, mm-hmm. go to the start screen and type in B-A-B-A, up, down, B-A, left, right, B-A, start, uh-huh. and then you can start right at the last level. Whoa. On Ninja Turtles? Yes. What? Really? Man, those old Ninja I Turtle games. I have thought you were making that up. That's no, 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 awesome. no. I've uh, memorized that from like kind of muscle memory. That's so great. Wow. The traditional Konami, Konami code, of course, is up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A. Um, start. Yeah. Select so start? No, no. That was no. a misnomer. I thought that for a while, too, but no, it's just it's just straight up start. Okay. There was, uh, what was it? There was something, I, I read, about, I was just, I was reading about this, and there was this, there's this huge list of games, and there's one game where if you put in the correct Konami code, it'll actually penalize you, but if you put in a modified version, then it Ooh. works. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. But yeah, the Konami code, uh, like, just tons and tons of games where this code or something similar would work to give you, you know, I mean, one of the original, one of the big ones was Contra on the on the NES, and you put it in, yeah, you get 30 lives. Was it? Was that the original? Uh, yeah. Well, the NES version. Yeah. But was that the origination of the Konami code? Was that game? There was no, something before that, wasn't it? Gradi- Gradi- Gradius, Gradius, I think. Question. Um, yes. Is origination a word? It is now. <laughs> Gradius. <laughs> or origin. <laughs> what was the word that you said earlier? <laughs> what did you say? Origination. <laughs> Who said that, Kirsten or me? Yeah, Kirsten. <laughs> Anyways, 1985, uh, the game Gradius. Uh, it's a scrolling shooter for any of the first one. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Alright, there's there's things. Somebody pick one. What do we talk about next? Death of the uh, coronavirus. COVID-19. COVID-19 has made uh, Jack Dorsey not go to South by Southwest. They told him he wasn't allowed. Hang well, they, on, though, but... They're they're killing all non-essential travel in Twitter. So Jack Dorsey is the Twitter guy. Yeah, but also Jack. Somebody bought Twitter recently and is trying to force Jack Dorsey out. Did you guys hear about that? I heard that. Yes, Yes. I heard that too. Um, some and someone nefarious too. Someone you don't want to. Oh, it's like uh, it's it's like funders of like Trump's campaign or something like that. Oh shit! Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh boy. Yeah, so it's bad. Elliot, Elliot Management, an aggressive activist hedge fund, invested Ooh. over a billion dollars. They bought in Twitter. His last name is Management. <laughs> <laughs> he must be evil. <laughs> <laughs> no, the company. Oh, I see. 
However, the company is Elliott Management. However, the founder <laughs> is named Paul Singer. His full name is Paul Elliott Singer. So you're almost right. Oh, he's evil. Oh, you can tell. He's got a mustache. Kidding, I don't even fine, need to but, see a photo of him. He's got a mustache. But didn't buy Twitter, but has invested over a billion dollars. Right. Okay. But they, I think they are trying to also force Dorsey out. But oh, what's yeah, the they deal? Are. They are, eh? Yeah. What's the deal with Dorsey? Because I know only a little bit about him. I, I, may, I keep meaning to listen to like a long form interview with him and kind of find out what his deal is about but like apparently i don't know he's got all these like not standards but um kind of like philosophies i guess you would say about what twitter should be and because of course he's come under fire for like allowing people just go nuts on there but then he's like okay but free speech you guys and he's very staunch in his beliefs and not changing them right yeah and he's still like he really believes what he believes and i i just would like to know what it is that he believes because <laughs> uh, like twitter is close to um completely wild west but it's not you still there's no uh i think you get banned for like there's still doxing and hate yeah. speech and things like that so there are some things you can't say on twitter but there's a lot that you can and i think he's he's uh purposeful about that all i care is this this million dollar billion dollar investor gives us an edit button can I just edit my tweets oh i know oh, i know right I know. I know do you remember when we couldn't edit Instagram posts or Facebook posts. Do you yeah. remember when you had to log out of one account on Instagram to log and then log back into your? Oh, it was what horrible. dark ages were those? Oh, horrible, so times. horrible times. Horrible times. <laughs> the COVID nineteen. P.S. Speaking of horrible times. Mid mid February, the World Health Organization decided that uh, we should be referring to it as COVID nineteen, COVID dash nineteen, or hashtag COVID nineteen. Uh, because well, time for Noogie's beer company. Yeah. That is you called the, the corona to begin with. You can't lay, you can't different label it now. Specific name of this infection that is going around. Coronavirus. It is doesn't the have the family. same ring to it as SARS. No, coronavirus is the family, and it is from the SARS family of uh, of viruses. Uh, Mobile World Congress in Barcelona was canceled because of COVID nineteen. Facebook's F eight developer conference was canceled. Black Hat Asia in Singapore has been postponed until September. Was be there. Oh, okay. One Whoa. racist. <laughs> Uh, the Game Developer Conference in San Francisco has been kind of canceled. They're going to have a GDC event in late summer, whenever that is. The Geneva Motor Show in Switzerland. whole bunch of big trade shows and businesses hey, are suffering because of this. wash your hands. Exactly. Sing a song and wash them. You know what? Listen no, to I'm this not... podcast for 30 seconds. 20. I'm not... Wash my hands any more or less Fair than usual. Wash, right? your wash your hands. Wash your hands. I pee constantly. I'm so Good. well hydrated. Wash your hands. So wash your I hands. give them a little wash. You don't after. need a mask. Soap and water. 20 seconds. Soap and water. Okay. So yep. it's like just do the doctor thing where you go in between your other fingers. Yes. You get all that. Go up my wrists a little bit as now well. Now they're telling you not to touch your face. There's so much oh, about yeah. this stuff. Oh, really? Anytime you, come here and make you me tell somebody, just listen, listen. Don't touch your face. Oh, I heard a whole bunch of people touch their faces. Yeah. What are these like? It's like it's like all you want to do is touch your face. Seventy times an hour or something. So there's some sort of stat about how oh, many man, times I touch you touch my face so yeah. much. Listen, as the only beard haver in this room, I'm telling you, you gotta touch your face constantly. Which is another be thing. Oh, it, moving it, it, adjusting it. They're having some people shave uh, their beard, their their facial hair because the it breaks the seal on the paper mask. And yeah. oh boy, also you don't need a mask. It's an interesting. Yeah, mo- yeah. In most cases, you don't. Yeah. Wash Unless your hands. You Wash your hands. Sneeze into your elbow. It's so funny. Like I see, this, they've got all these notices posted up everywhere. Like sneeze into a tissue or a bent elbow, and immediately throw away the tissue. And I'm like, do you throw away your elbow? <laughs> what do you do with your elbow? This has been a PSA from the Geek Out Pocket. I always do a dab whenever I sneeze. 
Actually, I kind of tend to do that, too. I don't mean to, and I hate it. Um, Can somebody please explain the Emperor Palpatine thing? Yes! From Rise of Skywalker? Because that's crazy. It's interesting news, and I think bad. A bad creative choice, but... Okay, remember in Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, which we all saw? Yes. And Emperor Palpatine was back, and it was like, wait a minute, that guy got thrown off a shaft and then exploded, right? Remember that guy? Yep, yep. Okay, turns out what happened was <laughs> they say in a novel, the novelization, yeah, the novelization of uh, the Star Wars, the latest Star Wars trilogy, which, Rise of Skywalker, which is then canon, yes. which is yes. canon. Okay. Yes, what it was is that that Palpatine we saw in Rise of Skywalker is a clone of the original <gasps> Palpatine, and his Force spirit, which got blown up on the Death Star, mm-hmm. flew through space and went into the clone. Why would you make gun. yourself a sexy version? Like, why couldn't he palp- be, be normal Palpatine? Why do you be ugly? So, this is the thing. This is the next paragraph in this novelization. Oh. He likely was very sexy. Okay. But <laughs> his clone body was not strong enough to contain his evil, evil, powerful oh. Sith spirit. Okay. That's why he's hooked up to all that, like, machinery and shit. That stuff is keeping him alive. That's why his face is all droopy and spooky, white eyeballs, and he's got his fingers are all fucked up. And I don't think probably he had a lower half. Okay. Like he was wearing robes, but those look pretty dangly and breezy to me. So he didn't get back to be like full power and sexy until he sucked out uh, Ray and uh, Kylo Ren's uh, spirits love. near the end of the movie. Yeah, he sucked out their love. <laughs> yeah. So, um, he so, love to suck. so this is an interesting. Sexy again. Yeah. <laughs> so this is kind of an interesting development in Star Wars stuff because, but I don't know if it's good because. You kind of want your bad guy to be like an original bad guy and when they die to just die. And so for the original Palpatine to have died on the Death Star in Return of the Jedi seemed very final. And then all of the expanded universe books and novels and video games and everything, they just they also, the same as J.J. Abrams, couldn't think of a new all-powerful villain, mm-hmm. so wanted to go back to Palpatine, and they did the exact same thing. They would clone Palpatine bodies, and his spirit would jump from or clone to Or maybe Ryan Johnson just fucked it up because he killed Snoke. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. Apparently, well, yeah. I've read, too, though, that J.J. actually wanted... I didn't see Snoke holding a fucking iPhone. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Um, I thought thought that hologram was futuristic FaceTime. (laughs) Well done. Um, no, so like, so apparently, and this is, could be him just covering his ass now, but J.J. has said that he really did want to put... Palpatine in The Force Awakens as like a little hint that he was still around and was pulling strings, but I don't believe that for mm-hmm. a second. I think, yeah. Would have been great, but no. I don't but like no. this. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't like this. Right? Why? So it's like, it's a lazy way to just bring back a character we liked from the original trilogy. That's all that the expanded universe ever did. And now we have these canon new movies and they've done the exact same thing. I don't know. I think it's, you know, that the, the little... Um, explanation they gave in the movie where he's like the dark side of the force is a pathway to natural abilities leave it to our imagination in Mm -hmm. that way maybe it's a clone maybe original Palpatine was a clone maybe Palpatine is just a spirit who goes from body to body constantly and you know it's like well show us the original Palpatine because remember we talked about um, the Trevorrow treatments that mm-hmm. never got made and they went and found like the original Sith Lord who was like a um, uh, 
who's that? Uh, Lovecraftian, f- gigantic, winged, fucking Cthulhu monster. I mean, that would have been fucking sweet. Like, yeah. make that the original Palpatine, who just puts his spirit into these little baby clone bodies uh-huh. throughout history. Like, you can do that, and you can just keep coming back and back. But like this. He was a dude, and then he died, and then he made a clone, and then his force spirit went into the <laughs> Yeah, all these things <laughs> kind of boring. you kind of take with a grain of salt because they're coming out after the fact, too. It's just like if I wrote a, you know, an essay question on a test, and then after getting my grade, I'll go back and be like, well, what I actually meant <laughs> <Yeah>. was... <laughs> Let me that's ret- not going to change my grade. Yeah. Let me retcon my mark. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, in fact, if anything, it kind of makes it worse. Yeah. In this case, I'm like, this is worse. <laughs> but I get it. Whatever. <laughs> they also said in the novelization that uh, Kylo Ren, before dying, whispered to Rey, I will always be with you. Oh, jeez. Is that a joke? Is that for real? No, that's for real. Okay, because I didn't know, and I don't like, I don't know. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. All right, somebody pick another thing. That's I don't know if we're going to talk about any of this stuff. Just Let's a few keep more going things. down the fucking list here. Uh, Tom Holland praises Sony's original plan for Spider-Man's MCU exit. Please explain. There's nothing to explain. He, nobody says what it is. Next, Friends right. Lego set is coming. No, 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 he, no. What did he no say? No one Brian? says what it is. It means you didn't read the article. <laughs> ah, <poor laughs> no, he didn't say what it was. The article said what it was. Reed, what are you wearing those glasses no, for? No, my Fuck bad. <laughs> Damn, man. No, he did. He did. He, like, in, in here, he said that they had a really wonderful idea. This was all in an MTV But Tom Holland interview. didn't give details while talking to MTV News. Oh, no. He, well, he can't really because I still think that this exit strategy is still happening, uh-huh. personally. Uh-huh. So I don't think he can really give that that kind of go that, you know. I take away half my nobody details. said it! Is, Mark, is Art's mic still on here? Is no. This no, 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 it's no? muted. Okay, okay. It's, it's muted. Uh, he did have a... Like when he's normally I, I kind of wish that this thing came after uh, the Bob Iger thing because he had a really cool story about like, you know that, how we were talking about how he actually called Bob Iger during yeah. the whole thing and just like begged him to get them back together. Oh, yeah. So he was telling MTV that he had heard right around D23. So he was devastated. He felt awful. He had asked, uh, I guess, his whatever, whoever his people are, uh, for Bob Iger's email so that he could email him directly to thank him for the, like, the last five years. So cute. Um, so he sent him an email, and Bob Iger asked if he can actually, can I call you uh, so we can talk on the phone so uh, you know, about this? Called him while he was drunk. And so, yeah, he called him while they were, I think him and his, his family, his family were at like, a trivia yeah. night at a pub or something. <laughs> And he was three so beers in. He gets a phone call from Bob Iger. So he's oh, drunk. Man. And then that phone call ends up getting emotional for him. So he actually ends up crying on the phone. And then that's where the plea happens. And that's, Everyone you know. should protect Tom Holland. Just make a circle Poor around guy. him. I know, right? Yep, absolutely. So I, always, I thought that part of that interview with MTV was, was pretty sweet. Just hearing him talk about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and especially now in, in sort of relation to like Bob Iger stepping down and yeah. and that kind of one of being one of his legacy things. So I'm Okay, just, but then so Brian there they he does talk about what the plan to He didn't talk about what the plan was. Uh, and I I think it's Oh, Bud's making a face. (laughs) I thought you just said that this was like a nothing story. I was like, well, no, No, it's a story. But specifically, there's no plan. But anyway. No, no. But can you you really expect him to talk about exactly what the plan 
No, of course not. But it's the most logical question. Freaking half 50% click. No, but I think we're in the middle of the plan, though. I think that I think we're in the middle oh, of the plan right yeah, now. Yeah, that's right. You've been talking right. about that for a while, actually, Brian. It's Spider-Man's yeah, exit yeah. strategy. Unless something happens where they're like, okay, well, let's re-up here. But mm. I think Sony ultimately wants to take Spider-Man back, and this is their only way of being able to do it with Tom Holland to still remain profitable. Play nice. Yeah, mm. yeah uh, they've made Central Perk the coffee thing from Friends. In- this is what you're going to move on to? Into a Lego set. Well, only because Paul jumped right to it. He really interrupted you, Brian. Just get to this fucking Lego of a couch and a coffee cup. Who cares? And I mean, I, not me. I don't really care. And here's, But here's the funny thing. Lego already has like a series. You know, there's Space Lego. There's, you know, cool. Lego City. There's also cool. Lego Friends. No, which are like you know, thinner Barbie-like versions of Lego minifigs. Oh, yeah, that's bad. They're like, here's Lego for girls. girls. Yeah, Yeah. Not not my favorite. Girls like... Do not like. Girls don't like Lego. Hey, no, I know. (laughs) My 10-year-old has many things to say. I'm kidding. I know, I know, I know. Um, And I got an email from Delos, which was kind of great. Because... there's Do you whole... subscribe to like HBO's like Westworld? Thing yes, yes. Oh, so okay, it's, it's a Westworld mailing list. You just got, uh, I thought you just got a random email too. from Delos. <laughs> Can you explain to me? Delos is what the like phony baloney company in Westworld that makes the Westworld. Correct. Okay, yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. So they. It's like the Dharma Initiative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The fake <laughs> thing within a thing. I don't know why you just had to say it like that. But yeah, all these companies. There's there's whole Dharma all... Craig Initiative. Am I right? Uh, okay. <laughs> All new privacy policy legislation. So once weird. again, because you heard all this when uh, GDPR in the UK uh, came came into being, everybody had to redo their privacy policies policies and send out an email. It was happening again. And because HBO has to do it, they're doing this as Delos. So the email I got says, as you may have heard, U.S. Congress has just passed the Privacy Act of 2039, which will be effective starting today. And yeah, so they've written this whole thing in the flavor of Delos, which I thought was Good brilliant. Job, Good way to HBO. do it. So That's listen, it. here's the thing: not everything can be a Lego set and be effective in that way. Okay, then. Okay, because Here like, look, if you want to make a Ghostbusters house, is you know, like the fire hall with a car and oh, everything. Cool, like, that works. Or like, you the know, upside like, down from Stranger Things, they did that one. Oh uh, yeah, I don't know if that works. I mean, it was cool that it was upside down, but you know, it's like the Lord of the Rings, like the towers and stuff. That oh, makes sense. That's okay. where you build a tower in oh, Lego or a okay. castle. Pirates of the Caribbean, even you build a Pirates. fucking boat. Does yeah. We need a coffee shop made out of Lego. And listen, it's not even just for friends, which I don't think is that good. But also, we're about The Simpsons. Do I need to build The Simpsons house? All right, maybe no, I guess. I don't want to build cartoons. They had at least minifig. two series of the minifig blind boxes with The Simpsons in it. So, like, Simpsons has had I want to build Hogwarts Castle? Well, that makes sense. It's Hogwarts a castle. castle. Yeah, sure. Great. That's great. Yeah, yeah that makes okay, sense. Okay, that's fine. Does anybody like, have does any reviews and recommendations? No, we don't. I want to talk about this next one. This is Skipper Albert Awal, the voice of the jungle, broadcasting on the DVC to all points unknown. If you're within the sound of my voice, you are listening to Awal Airwaves on the DVC. Boy, please read the headline. Uh, jungle Cruise Boat Ride sinks at Walt Disney World. 
This is surprising to me because I didn't think it was an actual boat. <laughs> there's no way. I thought it was like a ride. He was on a track. He's on a track, and yeah. there's like two feet of water. No, this is one of those few things. This is one of those few things where it's, it's actually yeah, it's driven by a, an actual boat driver person. There's no track. There's a track for the bigger boat, the um, uh, the wheel boat. The what's it called? Wheeler. The paddle yeah. wheeler. Sure, no, yeah. there's not. That's on a track. What? Yeah. No, I don't like these. They're not gonna let. Normals like us into the controlling roomy oh, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've never been on that. Pull boat, the bell so. and steer the ship. If oh, it's on, not on rails. I've never been. No, there, no, no, no. So I think on the Jungle Cruise, at least Mark the one Twain, in the Mark Twain, California. Um, there's like a tiny tra- like there's like a tiny metal track that runs through it so that you can't go way off course. But it, they are actually steering the boat. Wow! Like so, the sides of it right would hit the middle of the track. Sure, and, over. Right. and it is, and the water's deep enough for this thing to take yeah. on water. Well, and in sink. Florida, yeah. do you see the photo of it? Like yes. sunk? Like, yeah, there's like all these American like tourists inside a boat in their khaki shorts and tucked in t-shirts, <laughs> and, like, trying to escape. Oh, <laughs> and, like, no! Climb up on top of this thing. It's so sad. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. It's sad. They're up to their ankles in water. Oh, oh man. This is a, a bad, a very bad metaphorical omen for the movie with The Rock and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, oh, and Emily Blunt. Let's get conspiratorial. Maybe they did this on purpose. Maybe it's a marketing ploy. Oh, it's marketing, marketing ploy. One of my favorite Money. questions, though, it, like somebody asked on Twitter, because this is like where it got picked up. Someone was like, at what point did the ship's captain stop making jokes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Valid when, question. When did you the Behold was- the backside of water. <laughs> <laughs> the underside. I like Going to, to, I like to hope never. Yeah, 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 exactly. They just, just kept going. Through the yeah. entire ordeal. Constant jokes. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now does anyone anybody have any reviews and recommendations oh yeah i've started watching um this show that just premiered on amc with jason siegel called dispatchers from everywhere um very very interesting kind of like dark comedy slash sci-fi slash mystery fantasy thing it starts (laughs) off like the first four minutes will get you hooked because it starts off with a narrator like uh, I forget I, I wish I looked up the, the in a world no. it starts off with the narrator staring at the screen he's just in a chair and like the background is completely orange the narrator and, is yeah okay and so he's staring at the screen for a good 20 to 30 seconds oh I love that not doing pause. anything Weird. and he's just staring at you and it's just like very unnerving yeah. and then he's like now that I got your attention and Beautiful. he goes into I it now that I have your attention I'll begin welcome as you know this entertainment is called Dispatches from Elsewhere a title that I assure you will have more relevance as the story progresses unless this is your first experience with a limited run episodic which our records indicate it is not then you're aware of the storytelling convention which dictates that the filmmakers spend an unnecessary amount of time to introduce you to your protagonist, his occupation, the particularities of his life, and most importantly, the obstacles which stand in the way of his happiness. As the first of my many gifts to you, my friends, I propose we skip this convention and get on with what you came here for, the story. I propose I return to you 20 minutes of your life by reducing this standard introduction to a mere two minutes. That's awesome. Uh, it's yeah. So it's really cool. And so I'm I'm only like because I had to 
get ready for work and drop the kids off at school. Work. Do responsible stuff. But I was, so I'm only like halfway <laughs> into the first episode, but it's gotten me hooked so far. You watch TV and stuff in the morning time before you go to work? So well, weird. you know, that once is... I've gotten there, like, I've gotten the kids' lunches and stuff together, and I've fed them, and I've done my part. Not much. And what do you do? Like, just what put else them, do I do? Do you put them out on the street? And just yeah, say, exactly. Okay. No, I know, but that's wild it's amazing. Amazing. It's I know. TV only turns on after work for me. I don't think I'm alone in that either, do I? No, no. Nope. Yeah, I, just it takes a lot of um, willpower, I think, more mm. than anything. Because just stop. To, it takes willpower. Yeah, right, to not be two hours late to work. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I'd be always late. Does anybody else or have any reason? Later. Yeah, okay, so Kirsten, you got a video game thing, right? Oh, we're going to get there. Can you get there now and then just review it? And then I'll come, I got to rock one so goddamn bad, and then I got stuff I want to yell at you about. Well, then, Liza Downtown wrote us at geekoutofthezone.fm. Hi, Liza. She says, hello. Oh, my but favorite. I want to. No, I want to respond to this as well. But you this just, is the tie in. This is the. T- no, bad tie in. We Kirsten, can hit you just pause. Talk, just talk about it. No, don't hit pause. That uh, ruins everything. What? Yeah. You okay. just want Kirsten to jump straight to. He just okay, to all right. Then read the thing. Here we go. No, just read it. Read it. Go ahead. Hello, my favorite geek podcast crew. Now, I'm not sure how much Pokemon you all play, if you play at all, but it needs to be said how mad a lot of us are at Nintendo. Let's say you buy both games, $120, plus a subscription fee, $20, and the expansion pack for $30, but now you can add old games into the new game and connect Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. Me and my friends added everything, uh, added everything, and it comes to about $300 for a game we <laughs> never have time to play. I don't know if this interested you or not. Yes, that's crazy. As much as we like hearing about Star Wars and whatever Disney's done, Oops. We'd love to hear more about games and uh, the news on what fandoms are up to. Also, come to some conversation. But this is your podcast, and you can run it however you'd like. We still love listening to you every week. It's a we now. Uh, have the greatest day. <laughs> it's a we. <wee> now. <laughs> also, Animal Crossing a comes Nintendo out. Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, no, we still oh, switch. There we go. <laughs> uh, also, Animal fun. Crossing comes out next week, and we are freaking out, and would love to hear your thoughts. First off, it's next month, but let's go to the Kirsten thing so Paul can go to the bathroom. Yeah. Okay. No, you talk about Animal Crossing first. I thought we were going to talk about Pokemon first. Do you want to talk about Pokemon, Paul? I'm going to go pee. Okay. <laughs> Great podcast, guys. <laughs> <laughs> right? This is wonderful formatics, isn't it? Pokemon Sword and Shield, I'm pretty sure, are the things that uh, that Liza Downtown is talking about. Um, the expansion pass, uh, 40 bucks. The the online thing is is Pokemon Home, uh, which will now allow you to transfer... Um, Your Pokemon from, like, you can get a Pokemon on Pokemon Go, and you can transfer it to Sword and Shield, and... Yeah, way old game. Like, it's, it's, it's actually very flexible, but, yeah, like, she's right. It is a lot of extras. It is a lot of more things that you need to get and buy, on top of, if you want uh, the cloud saves and whatnot, the Nintendo Switch Online... Um, online service which is $25 per year so yeah it is it is a lot going on and I am not a Pokemon person so I don't play it and I don't uh, I'm you know but first off do you have to buy both games it's just buy one or the other I well, mean no, unless you're being completionist about it well you got to get both games because some of the Pokemon don't come in the yeah, other one. and some of the gym train g- gym leaders you battle are different, sure. But uh, yeah, I guess it just depends on how completionist you need mm-hmm. to be. It is crazy. It is weird that Nintendo's doing this because usually Nintendo is so, you know, family oriented and we're so nice. Agreed. We want to give you like a, like with the new Switch or they did some thing, remember where you could like uh, let lend someone your game? Was that thing that we talked about like last year? The Switch whatever you were all excited about it because you could give your kid oh yeah like yeah right you could transfer games like from one switch to another because of the switch lights yeah so this is weird that uh nintendo would go and do this but i don't you know what i wouldn't blame it so much on nintendo as maybe 
on uh, Game Freak. No, who are the Pokemon people? Oh, cre- uh, ga- yeah, game. Well, Game Freak. Yeah, uh, Creatures Inc. You know, it's it's all tied into Nintendo, but Game Freak is like the main Pokemon yeah. company. Anyway, um, that sucks. Dude. Yeah, it it is. It's it's a lot of extras. But Pokemon Go, my I came to get my kid the other day, and she's like, she holds up the little Pokeball accessory, and she's like. Press the button for one second and then shake it. I'm like, oh no! So I pressed the button for one second. I shook it and it growled at me. Ooh. I love, I love the the Pokeball uh, Plus. I think is is called, and um, you can walk around with it and it collects your steps and everything, and it ties into a bunch of games. But Kay. yeah, it it is that that's a lot. It's a you little talk excessive. about Animal Crossing because I don't know anything about Animal Crossing, and you and a few of my friends are just obsessed with this Animal Crossing thing coming out. It's like I we go on Twitter. We get it. You have friends. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I go on Twitter and they're all like, well, the animal of the crossing and it's nighttime and I need to get this special flower and uh, there's a carrot that grew and uh, now I have a present that comes once a month. I don't understand this game. <laughs> it's possible you may be getting this confused with any of the other sims out there like this, like Harvest Moon or Stardew Valley or whatnot. But Animal Crossing <laughs> came to our shores in 2001 for the GameCube. And it was it was just the most different kind of game at the time. Like, just so radically, like, there was no end. And you could just like- play a little <laughs> bit here and there. The game moves in real time. Things and events happen in the game based on the yeah, real-time see, like I said, clock. You get a present of... once a month. <laughs> I knew what I was talking about. You are a human being who moves into an... Yep, that too. Who moves into a, a village? <laughs> Paul's back. Full Thank of you. animals. <laughs> Welcome back, Paul. <laughs> and among other things, you perform little errands to make them happy and make them your friends. And there, you know, sometimes there's a a, a turtle for a mayor, and sometimes it's this cute little dog. And like you do things life. to to be, exactly to build up your town, and you build bridges, and you 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 decorate things, and you upgrade your house. Did you say decorate? Decorate Come things, Meister. Decorate. Stain my dick. And um, you, <laughs> New Zealand accent, I get it. Yeah, yeah. You, there's this uh, terrible yet somehow still lovable uh, Tanuki raccoon kind of, and they're all anthropomorphic animals. A uh, character who is like, you know, he's the the iron fist of cash oh. on your thing. So he'll mm-hmm. he'll give you a house, and it'll it's an interest free loan. It'll only cost you so many hundreds of thousands of bells, the unit of currency. Anyways, yeah. So 2001, 2005, 2008, 2012, and now 2020. I've played every iteration of this game. So what's so exciting about this new Animal Crossing, though? Because yesterday you you were clicking behind me (laughs) at work. Like, I could hear Bud. It was like, click, 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 click. And I'm like, what what is happening? And I turn around and I guess the Animal Crossing website has a countdown for how long this Animal Crossing game is like 17 days. But every time you refresh the page, a different background image comes up. And I was just saving them all to my So Bud clicked, it was what, how many? 104 times (laughs) to get all the background images and then save them. Because I'm a nerd. But what is, I don't, what is this 2020 version? First off, it's been eight years since we've had a, a proper game in the Animal Crossing series. So it's been a while, and now we've got the Switch, and it is... It's beautiful and high def, and especially going coming back to the like the old GameCube version, where literally you would walk a certain amount of squares, and then you would walk off the screen, and then the whole screen would move down. Like it was very primitive mm-hmm. in in its rendering and whatnot. Just to see 
all the all the beautiful high definition stuff it is just going to allow you to escape in a much better way with the modern technology and just and just relax and just chill this game is not about Anything traditional in gaming. I can hear you talking, Paul. I can hear you thinking. No, it's like, uh, do I get to take all my bells and houses and turtle mares with me to the new game? or? Uh, unfortunately, no. You start fresh on this. Start over again. This, this new game is set on a deserted island. Mm-hmm. So you, uh, you take a little float plane to a deserted island, uh, Dodo Airlines. And yeah, you set up shop. You start with a tent. And then you can build and upgrade your things. And, and because it's 2020, and even though Nintendo is rather behind on this stuff, now you can connect with other Switches, and you can do four-player couch co-op. You can all be on the same island. You can visit each other's islands. Um, and this is stuff you could do in previous games, but it sometimes did take a lot more work than was necessary. But Nintendo is here now. And we're... So is it like The Sims, but with turtle mares? Um, you're not controlling them. You are a villager with the rest of them. So not not necessarily. You're not so much trouble you're not understanding drowning your villagers or anything in in a pool with no ladder. You're uh, you're you're in there and you're walking around and you're watering flowers and you're building bridges and you're catching bugs and digging up fossils and harvesting fruit and planting trees. It's... I swear, I said all those things at the beginning, and you were like, "You're thinking of a different game. <laughs> you're thinking of Harvest Moon." <laughs> Anyways, I am very excited about Animal Crossing. It actually comes out on the 20th of March, which coincidentally is spring break, and I'll have my kid for the the two days prior, and so yeah, she'll be either up really late if it comes out at 9pm on the Thursday, or uh, up really early if it comes out on the Okay, and then Friday. one more, sorry, Animal Crossing, yay! <laughs> and now I'm going to interrupt you. Okay, one more cool video game thing, just because Liza asked us to talk about video game stuff, and I'm pretty stoked about this. Um, so there's this dude, his name's True Carpition. Um, he's a really um, renowned writer for video games. Like he was the lead writer on Mass Effect and on um, Knights of the Old Republic, which oh, is yeah. the Star Wars game. That like it, it's one of the best uh, storylines in a video game. Like, and that's just like not me saying that. That's like a, a lot of people really think that about this game. Anyway, it comes from Bioware, if you know company names. So Drew used to work for Bioware. He's also Canadian, which is cool. Nice. Um and. He worked with BioWare on a lot of those early products. And now he's been moved or he's going to this new studio, which is called Archetype. Um, and he's there with another guy that's really great video game writer, uh, James Olin, who did Baldur's Gate and Dragon Age. Ooh, and cool. also um, Nice of the Old Republic. Anyway, this new studio, Archetype, is a like subsidiary of Wizards of the Coast. Which Ryan is... or Paul, do we know what Wizards of the Coast is? No. They're the people no. that own the <laughs> licensing to Dungeons and Dragons and Magic the Gathering. So they kind of want to get into the video game sphere and they've hired these two like heavy hitting writers and they're making a new video game, which is not going to be related to Dungeons and Dragons or Magic the Gathering, but it's going to be a story driven choice based thing, kind of like a dragon age game. Anyway, I'm stoked about it. This move for him is really cool. The, this new studio sounds really cool. I'm excited to see what comes from it. And it's almost, it's still almost Canadian, because they're only down in Washington State, yeah. um, the, uh, the Wizards of the Coast. So. Yeah. Good news. And Good news all around. Drew's Canadian. Yeah. Anything else for our podcast, friends? Well, okay, this is, I remember now why I wanted you to talk about... Video games while you weren't here? Yeah, I wanted that to be as part of <laughs> reviews and recommendations because I just wanted to um, review and recommendation things. Um, but anyways, we'll go back to it. So Okay, um, I uh, watched the first two episodes of uh, Clone Wars. Oh, God. And um, 
No, this is not for you. Capital letters, <laughs> very whatever. You can't just watch the seventh season of a series without watching the other six seasons. Do not even give me that. I watched them. Did you do you love them? Here's your opportunity to say how much how great they are. Oh, I love when a clone did a thing, and I love how I've Anakin only watched Skywalker the first one because last night I had you over for movies. So let me say, I the last week, Kirsten, when I was listening to the podcast, you did a quote where you were quoting Dave Filoni mm-hmm. and saying that, oh, does Mace Windu, the very dynamic character Mace Windu, when he says, I sense a plot to destroy the Jedi, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that was proof that this crossed over into yes. episode three territory, yes. and that was because Dave Filoni says, I don't think Mace Windu would ever repeat himself. Is the kind of man that would ever repeat himself. <laughs> I... Lost my whole entire goddamn mind. This was what I was going to have, like, big butts. Because I was like, I have seen a clip put together of him saying that line twice back to back. And I thought for sure it was said once in Attack of the Clones and once in Revenge of the Jedi, Revenge of the Sith. Mm -hmm. And I was losing it. Uh I was losing it. I was just like... Kirsten doesn't know Star Wars, and Dave Filoni doesn't know Star Wars, and that's why this show is bullshit. I think we cut Dave Filoni off on his quote. He said, I don't think he's the kind of guy to repeat himself the third time. (laughs) (laughs) Continue story. I lost my mind. I was out on a walk, and I stopped. Can somebody fact check this, No, hang on. I did it already. I I stopped on my walk. I sat down on a park bench to look up YouTube clips and try and find it. I searched and searched, and then I went home, and then like people were trying to talk to me, and I was like, "Shut up, shut up!" I'm trying to watch this, like watching Star Wars clips till like two in the morning. What I f- what I eventually was is there is a deleted scene from Revenge of the Sith. It's Yoda and Obi Wan and Mace Windu sitting around in their little meditation um, beanbag chair room, temple, yeah. and uh, with the dr- <laughs> the Venetian blinds <laughs> slightly open. Uh, and he says it there. I sense a plot to destroy the Jedi. It was cut from the end of the movie, so I'll give you that. He, he, they, George Lucas did lazily write the same line from twice, and then somewhere along the editing, cut it out. So I'll give it to you. Not it's canon. not canon. The other okay. place it got cut, he's like, he, his original line is, "I sense a plot to destroy the motherfucking Jedi." <laughs> <laughs> uh, Paul Plastino, gosh, we missed you last week. <laughs> I uh, and thank you for Brian for noting that I don't drink anymore that much, <laughs> that, much. <laughs> that much anymore that much. All yeah. right, but I did uh, drink last week. And um, thanks, Kirsten, for saying that you were jealous because it was a lot of fun for most people with me, <laughs> but not for all of them. And finally, um, uh, oh yeah, um, uh, Picard is continuing on. The latest episode is actually like. I'm enjoying it. I'm only halfway through it, but I'm enjoying it. And then the one before that, I just want to say, if anyone else is watching this um, and uh, wants to disagree with me about how this is like a tonal, like a complete tonal departure from original Star Trek and how that's a good thing, I sat down to watch episode four, I guess it was, with like a steaming hot bowl of like creamy, chunky chicken malaking soup or something like that. Not relevant, but okay. No, it is, because the first fucking thing on scene... Is some dude getting his fucking eyeball ripped out of its socket oh. with like disgusting noise and the like classic splat sound effect? He's screaming in agony, and I literally I, like put my soup down. I was like, oh, "Come on!" I yelled at it at the TV. Okay, do we need that? 
Is that what this show is? Fair Just enough. ripping people's eyeballs out. Fair okay, so anyways. That's all. That's my review of Picard. Thank you. Eyeball. You need a fucking eyeball being ripped out of its socket. Jesus, <laughs> goddamn Christ. Enough already. How about Gene Riddenberry's vision of the future? Gene Riddenberry. So Gene let's Riddenberry. get Gene Riddenberry of these graphic <laughs> fucking violent scenes in this nice Star Trek show. Fuck off. Let's have a hello from another member of the Zones podcast family. I'm Jenny. I'm Crystal. I'm Lindsay. And we are on the the rag. You could be on the rag too with us if you listen to the podcast, which you Mm -hmm. can find at thezone.fm slash podcast. Also on Spotify. I like to talk (laughs) about things that people feel for some reason uncomfortable talking about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like how many times have you brought up a vagina to a friend this week? Do you have nipple hair? Yep. All about your periods. Make yeah. them uncomfortable, comfortable. I bleed a lot. I have a copper IUD. You can learn about your body, our bodies, other sexual health related things. We bring in experts because I don't know anything, actually. <laughs> Please don't forget that. Um, I'm not squeamish. You, okay. but, not, but that's what I mean. I'm eating a creamy, chunky soup. Mm. Fair enough. I don't like the sound of that. Please. In general. Okay. Yeah. You can find us on, was it the 21st? Oh, dear. At 2.15. Um, March 21st, Saturday at 2.15 in the Esquimalt Room during the Capital City Comic Con. Woo! I'm so C-Cup. excited about this, you guys. Yeah, me too. I'm excited to have five people in the room again. How long has it been? It's been at least three weeks, possibly four. Oh, since all since of we've us. Had I thought a you full meant five compliment. people to listen to us talk. Oh, well, there is yeah. that, too. Yeah. Marty no. is trying to get out of this, just so you know. He's not getting out no, of this. No, he's not. He's, he's trying to. Why? What's he, what's he got to do on a Saturday at 2.15? Five, four, three, <laughs> two, <laughs> and one. So, yeah, if you want to get a hold of us, you can reach, reach us by email, geekoutatthezone.fm. Or... Uh, sorry, absolutely. Art should lead us in the territorial uh, land acknowledgement. Yes. The traditional land acknowledgement. At I'm Comic-Con. going to throw that to him. Yeah. If, he hasn't, if he doesn't listen to this podcast, it'll come as a complete that's surprise to him. That's his That's absolutely right. That's yeah. his job. Now we can't get out of it. Nope. Yeah, you nope. can practice that there for Perfect. Uh, and uh, you can also reach us on the Facebook, uh, you know, facebook.com slash groups slash geekoutpod, and a lot of fun interactions there. And thank you very much for everybody for putting in your memes and your questions and your things and interacting with us. That's, that's pretty darn fun. Yeah. Kirsten James, where can we find you on Instagram? Hi. Um, can we change the calendar so it's March? Oh, yes. It's yes. the big reveal. Oh, I was just yeah. thinking about that. Yeah. I don't know who it's going to be. Ooh. Okay, let's guess. Who do you think it's going to be on the on Buds? Okay. Um, Rise of Skywalker calendar. We've already had Ray. We've already had Kylo Ren. Poe. Po- no, yeah. wait. Your, your Poe's on your birthday, isn't it? Uh, okay. I think it's going to be a Finn. Finn, Finn. Finn. I don't think Finn. it's going to be BB-8 because we had R2 at the very, at the very mm-hmm. front. Um, Leia, maybe. Leia. Oh, yeah, it Leia. could be Finn. Yeah. I'm locked Finn. in for Finn. I'm locked Three, in for two, one, go! Oh, <laughs> and the stupid text says, "Be, a, be hero. a hero." Be a hero. And now it's officially March. It wasn't until we did that. Thank you very much for always remembering that. Of course, you're you're probably the only person who faces that calendar. So <laughs> yeah. thank you for remembering it just that. Bothered me this great. whole time. <laughs> it's like Kylo Ren. We were supposed to have the shortest month. <laughs> And Kirsten Jot James on Instagram. Paul Pacino. Yep. Okay. You got it. Brian? Hey. It <laughs> <sighs> looks like I'll be writing a new extra for us. I'm Webmeister Button All Socials. This has been the Geek Out Podcast, episode 73. Thank you for listening. Bye. The Geek Out Podcast is a production of the Zone at 91.3. The views expressed here are not necessarily those of this radio station. And really, some of those views are pretty.
pretty stupid. I mean, come on. For more on-demand audio from The Zone, visit thezone.fm slash podcasts or the on-demand tab of our app. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being a zoner.